Till the tears run down from my eyes Lord, somebody, ooh, somebody Can anybody find me? Alexa, play hits from Queen. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. What's up, Golf Addicts? Thanks for downloading the Tour Junkies Fantasy Golf Podcast. This is our betting and one-and-done preview podcast for the Masters 2018. Let's get to it. What's up, Golf Addicts? Thanks for downloading the Tour Junkies Fantasy Golf Podcast. We're going to talk about betting. We're going to talk about outright to win bets. We're going to talk about head-to-head tournament matchups, first-round leader bets, and Tiger props, including our one-and-done picks for the Masters 2018 in this episode. We also have two celebrity guest interviews, and they both pick a sleeper to win, fades for the tournament and a pick to win they are john yarborough 14 plus year caddy on the pga tour and jason sobel who's been covering the pga tour on espn.com for years they're going to give you their picks you're going to want to hear that insight this is presented by mybookie.ag go to mybookie.ag sign up Use promo code TOURJUNKIES, all one word, all lowercase. Promo code TOURJUNKIES, all one word, all lowercase, and you will get a 50% deposit bonus on your first deposit. We're going to talk about my bookie's odds. We're going to tell you where you need to go to get those and how you need to make those bets so that you can make a little bit of money. Even uh, maybe your DFS lineups aren't doing so great. You come over here, my bookie, you hit it up, and there you go. So, uh, yeah, check it out. It's a great podcast. Also, be sure to check out the DFS podcast for the Masters 2018. We hope you guys have a fantastic week, and thanks again for downloading the Tour Junkies podcast. Here we go. What's up, all you golf addicts out there? This is David Barnett of the Tour Junkies. I got my boy Pat Perry in the house. What up, P? What's up? Masters Week. is the Masters Week 2018 betting one and done alternate format episode. We thought we'd break it up. We thought we'd break it up a little bit. Since we know there's all kind of action that goes on for Masters Week. You guys are in pools, you're in buddy pools, you're betting outrights, you're betting head-to-heads, you're betting tiger props, you're doing one and done. So we thought we'd separate it out from the DFS stuff a little bit. And we just, you know, we're pumped. We're pumped about it. We've got a great show lined up tonight. We have two guest celebrity pickers tonight, okay? But both highly informed, way more informed than me and Pat. One of which is John Yarborough, who caddies on the PGA Tour. He's been out on the PGA Tour for about 14, 15 years. Caddies for Tom Lovelady currently. He's going to give you a sleeper, a fade, and a pick to win for this year's Masters. And then we have our buddy Jason Sobel, who's been on the podcast before, Sobel has a, has covered the PJ Tour for a long time, writing for ESPN. Um, he's a DFS player. He's a better. He loves the PGA Tour. He's actually going to give you 
two sleepers, three fades, and a pick to win. That's a bargain. If if there's ever been one, that's a bargain. The, the so fact we're gonna play that, that giving three fades is is just it's huge. A, it's a bargain in itself. I think that's more fades than we gave in our DFS podcast mm-hmm. <laughs> combined. Yeah, it is. But yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna hit you with that later on, just very soon in the show. We're gonna give you that even before we start talking. That's gonna be that good. If you have not listened to the DFS podcast, you need to go back and listen to the DFS podcast. We break down the tournament, the field, the course, way more in-depth, and we give you our DFS picks. It's a great, great podcast. you want to listen to that one. And there are also three guest selections in that one as well, including 17-year PGA Tour caddy Paul Tesori, uh, few, three- or four-year PGA Tour caddy Gino Benelli, as well as George Bryan, the brother of Wesley Bryan, who's in the field. They give you picks, fades, and a winner. Um, so you want to listen to that show as well. That was a good one. We just got done recording that one, and now we are good and lubed up. Pat has a, a literal cooler of beer with him right now as his podcast juice. That's right. I'm, I've got more Tito's and soda. Uh, we're good to go. We are good to go. We also need to remind you of the article over on tourjunkies.com. If you're betting, doing one and done, doing anything, you need to go over and read the article from our boy Ben Little. Over on tourjunkies.com, Pat, it's on the One Groove Low page. You, you know, One Groove Low is, a, is the best blog out there. It's all for free. You just go to tourjunkies.com, click One Groove Low, read it. It's hilarious. And, Pat, why don't you tell them about the chalk bomb? Let's see if you can get this right. Wow. Because, I mean, even, even the chalk bomb applies. The, the content will apply to these guys betting and doing one and done and all that. What do you want me to say? You want me to talk about how, how to get the chalk bomb or what, what it is what and the how, chalk, to, how to get it? All right, so yeah, the chalk bomb is every week our boy Ben Little will give you the guy that is the chalk play of the week that we think is going to bomb. So the guy that we think is, is going to be the highest owned player that, or not the highest owned, but one of the highest owned that is going to bomb for you, and, and that is important information because, you know what, you don't want to play him. So we are going to give you that. And he ha- also has great tidbits, not just the chalk bomb, but good information on the course, uh, course setup, trends, all that kind of stuff. He has his top 10 sort of, uh, you know, just, just random facts of the week that are, that are very good. Those, that's my favorite part to read. I got to be honest, you know, sometimes, yeah, me too. sometimes it's very chalk, interesting. Yeah. The chalk bomb is, it's going to be hit or miss, but, um, but I love that. Here's how you get it. Just go to tourjunkies.com, contact us. Go, so go to the contact, uh, page and then just say, Hey, I want the chalk bomb. I love you guys. Y'all are awesome. And we will shoot you that email as it comes out a lot of developments we talked about in the dfs podcast david has finally figured out how he needs to contact mailchimp it took him a long time uh david's (laughs) not very tech savvy and so he finally he finally figured out that uh actually if you just pay a little bit more money you can get him to tell you how to to uh solve some problems we've had a lot of problems with this we understand it but we think we figured it out. Apparently, you have to be um, authenticated on top of being verified. Whatever the Very hell, good, whatever yeah. that means. You know, it's like you know, I don't know. I mean, how can you be verified but it's, not authenticated? So it's double stamp and a triple stamp. It's yeah. that's it's we've what been it is. triple stamped now. So hopefully, you you will uh, you will yeah. get this. And we know. Look, if you don't get it this week, 
make sure you're checking the junk mail, the promotional mail, all that kind of stuff. Go exhaust all avenues before you send us an email bashing us for not getting you, <laughs> yeah getting you the free email. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> now we're authenticated. Like this, yeah. this, this should go down. Like you, sh- you should be getting this email. Uh, but yeah, I, basically for Mailchimp, it was free for us for a minute, and then I'm like, you know what? You can't chat with anybody unless you pay. So I paid, and my boy Milo at Mailchimp, shout out Milo, Milo! I'm, sure, I'm sure he's listening. Milo helped me out, and he's like, "Yeah, man, you're not authenticated." Blah 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 blah. So now we're authenticated. We've triple stamped the double stamp, and we are ready to rock and roll. So y'all better get this freaking email, or I'm gonna be pissed. If if this doesn't work, then I, we might actually just print off letters and like trifold them and send them in the mail. Find just find Mailchimp on Twitter, and if you're gonna if you're gonna comment to us, oh yeah, can, that's what you need to do. That's yeah. what you need tag to do. them and tag us. Mailchimp. Yeah, and Milo, tell him Milo's foolish. That's what you can tell him. Beep. Yep, we're too. We're, yep. All right, here we go. All right, so <laughs> that's all that we got. All that out of the way. Before we play our our guest selections from John Yarbrough and Jason Sobel, Pat, give us a little little bit about the golf course. Give us a little bit of what someone would need to consider before selecting a one and done or making a bet or picking players out of a player pool, what have you. Why don't you do that? Yeah, so we are at Augusta National Golf Club. They've played it, the Masters here, what, every single year. So the course does not change at all, but it's playing 7,400 yards this year, par 72. We got bent grass, quick, fast greens. I mean, they're they're going to be playing. I, look, here's the thing. We're going to get some weather a little bit on Wednesday going to be some rain but they're still going to be playing quick because you got sub air under the greens you got sub air in some of the fairways the thing is one of the things you're looking at this week is obviously course history we talk about it all the time but this week more so than any other this is one of those courses where you have to have experience we're going to talk about first timers they're they just Fuzzy Zeller in 1977 was the last time that you saw a, a first-timer win. I think it was 77. It may have been 78, 79, whatever it 79. was. 79. Yep. 79, the last time you saw a first-timer win. So that is going to be key. You've got to have experience on this course. You also have to hit these greens in the right spot. So we're going to be looking at ball strikers and greens and regulation. Guys that are just, they, they know where to hit it on the greens. They're, they're not going to be, there's a ton of tears here. If you have not po- seen this course in person, nothing can do it justice. I don't care. HGTV, H whatever, you know, what is it? 3D now stuff they have on these TVs. It's not going to show 4K. 4K. You're still not going to see the undulations that you do in person. It's incredible. You have to hit these greens in the right spot. You can have a huge green, but then only like literally like a 15 foot area that you can you can hit it to. So it's it's that is extremely important. You know, strokes gained off the tee. I think driving distance. Those are huge. This is look. Tigers won this this tournament four times. He obliterated this course. He obviously had great distance. Bubba Watson, another guy that is is just a bomber. This is a bomber's course. 
you're going to be wanting to look at those guys. Yes, we had outliers. We had guys like Zach Johnson win here. He's a short knocker. Um, you know, Mike Ware, whatever else. But you know what? In, in general, this has been a bomber's course, especially like literally the entire time they played it here, especially since Tiger. So that's going to be a key this week. Um, what else? Yeah, I think you hit it, man. I mean, I'm looking at distance. I'm looking at guys who, like you said, can put the irons in the right spots on the greens. Guys who can scramble, that's what I'm looking at. I'm not looking at first-timers a whole lot. I'm I'm not looking at the amateur stuff. When it comes to betting, I think with betting, I think the first-timers, I don't know. I'm not going to know. I'm probably playing that more on the DFS side than I am on on the betting side. All right, let's let's get into this, Pat. Let's let's hear first. Let's take a few minutes and hear from our our guest selections. I'm going to start with old John Yarbrough, and I'm going to wrap up with Jason Sobel. Um, he's just going to give us a plethora of information. It's going to be good stuff. Let's do that just for some context, and then let's uh, let's get into it. So, uh, here, take a listen, John Yarbrough, and Jason Sobel. All right, everybody. For our next guest, I've got. A friend of the Tour Junkies podcast. We've interviewed him before. Good guy. Long time PGA Tour caddy. Currently uh, looping for Tom Lovelady, our buddy John Yarbrough. How you doing, John? I'm doing good, man. How you guys doing? Pretty well, pretty well. John, I can't, I can't ever, I get you and like Adam Hayes and the story confused as far as who's been out there the longest. How long you been, you been on the PGA Tour caddying? Uh, this is my 22nd year. 22nd year so you've been out there longer than uh than those boys yeah well, you know, like i said i did a lot of i did what, eight years on the lpga tour but but yeah so i guess that's right here 14 14 but that's right yeah been caddied for 22 outstanding well uh wishing you the the best of luck uh in the coming weeks and i know you're uh you're you're caddying for love lady now it seems to be a promising web.com grad so Good stuff, but right now we want to talk a little Masters. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Fire away. All right, so I want to ask you first of all, John, who do you think a sleeper could be for the 2018 Masters? The guy who, uh, you know, there's so many big names at the top. So somebody not quite, I mean, all these guys are good. They all qualify. They're all uh, good golfers. But who do you think could, could right. surprise some people this year? Uh, I, I would have to say Patrick Cantley. I mean, he, he he doesn't really have any weaknesses. Uh, he never really seems to uh, get get too up or too down. Uh, I think his demeanor and stuff is is built for like a big moment in golf. So that that would be my pick for sure for guys kind of under the radar that no one no one obviously everyone knows about him, but probably wouldn't be anyone's first pick to to yeah. really well there. Yeah, I definitely think he's considered a sleeper, and um, you're actually not the first so-called expert, I guess, or one of our, our panel guests here to mention him as a sleeper, so oh, there's, really? some, uh, there's some confirmation there. Yeah, so that's that's good. Yeah, yeah he, he, um, just, he just doesn't have any weaknesses, that guy. He's yeah. Super strong. And what's, what's funny is you're, you're, the, other, the other guy who mentioned him also mentioned his demeanor as a, you know, as a plus at Augusta, that he's just kind of this level-headed kid and, um, you know, won't let the, the moment or the, you know, uh, the, the, the large atmosphere of Augusta get to him, uh, maybe like some others. So that's very interesting. 
Very interesting. All right, what about what about a fade, John, or somebody who you think might underwhelm a little bit at the Masters this year? Uh, I would probably have to say uh, probably Wesley Bryan. I guess would be okay. My, it just it, obviously he's he's a really good golfer. He's on PGA Tour and he's won, but he doesn't hit it very far. Yeah, and. And and being a, a first timer and everything else, and I uh, just he got a lot of stuff going against him. I guess I was right. You know, you know. Uh, but yeah, that, that would be ma- mainly be the length issue, just because uh, you know, obviously if it doesn't if it doesn't rain, maybe. But if you get any kind of rain, that just course is probably a little too big for him. Yeah, first timer um, had some had some troubles with the driver here lately too. So. Yeah. Uh, makes makes sense. All right, finally, John, I got to put you on the spot, man. You got to have a pick to yep. win. If you had to, if you had to pick one guy, who do you think is going to is going to be wearing the green jacket come Sunday? Uh, I think Justin Rose gets it done this year. I think he he he, he, just, he plays good every single week, and and you know just being out here and seeing he, he works he works as hard or harder than anyone out here. I mean, the, the reason, it's, it's no surprise he gets the results that he does. I mean, he, he just, I don't know, he, he just, he handles himself well. Uh, got plenty of experience at the top, you know, and uh, he played super great last year for Sergio, just played a little bit better, was all. So, yeah. Uh, and he's, he's, his record at the Masters is pretty good. You know, he's, Absolutely. He's always, played, he's always played good at the Masters. So, so that that would be my that, that would be my pick, and you know, probably uh, probably no surprise, I guess, a lot of people that, that he would be a favorite, I guess. But uh, but that that would be my pick for sure. He's absolutely a favorite, and it is hard to uh, it it is it is hard to find a reason not to like him. So, total agreement there. We love Justin Rose. We appreciate your time, John. Thanks for thanks for coming on once more. It'll be a fun Masters and. Um, looking forward to watching you and, and your boy for the rest of the year. I appreciate it, man. Thanks, guys. All right, golf addict, good good friend of the podcast, covers golf for a living. Been doing it a long time. Regular on the PJ Tour. Our buddy Jason Sobel. What's up, Jason? How are you, bud? What's going on? Man? Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Always good to talk to you. You are out there on the regular with those uh, with those guys and do, doing your thing with guys like Michael Collins and Bob Herrick. So we appreciate you stopping by, and we want to get some uh, some picks from you. So I want to start with the sleeper of the week for Masters Week 2018. Who's going to be the sleeper at Augusta National this year? Well, okay. So I always have a little problem with sleepers because one man's sleeper is another man's almost yeah so you know i always think you gotta go pretty sleepy so i'll give you i'll give you two names one name is sort of a semi-sleeper i mean we've all heard of the guy but i think patrick cantley is gonna have a really good week i I think that cantley is almost overrated by by the folks who are sort of uh looking at what's going on on a daily basis I, i don't think he's he's quite at the superstar level or going to be at the superstar level as a Beath or a JT at any point, but I do think he's a very good player, and I think the Masters kind of fits him really well. I think ball striking wise, gonna have a really good week. If you want me to go sleepier, if that's not sleepy enough for you, check out Dylan Fratelli and check out what Dylan Fratelli has done over the last six to eight months. If you look at his worldwide results over that time period, 
the guy just doesn't play bad golf any week. So I, I don't see why next week should be any different. I, even though it's his first time around Augusta National, I, I don't think it's going to be a bad one for him. Fratelli is a stud. You're right. Yeah, European tour dominant this season. Um, I, I'm interested in the camp. You're the second person to name Cantlay so far that I've talked to, which is interesting. Um, so what do you think his upside is? Like, what, what do you, what do you think, what do you think is the, the best possible outcome, realistic outcome for Cantlay? I think he can be a top fiver next week. I, I don't know that awesome. he's ready to go out yep. and win a major, win a masters next week, but I think he can uh, keep it together, finish top five. I like him for very much the same reason that a lot of us like Bob Watson at, at all these uh, masters events and why he plays so well there. Patrick's sort of an introverted guy, and I don't know that a, a Phoenix type of event, a, a, a raucous type of crowd is really his kind of scene. At Augusta National, where the patrons, not the fans, the patrons are go. back from the fairways a little bit, and you, you kind of feel like you can focus a little bit more, and you're a little bit on an island, and, and you don't have all these people surrounding you. And of course, they're the most respectful fans that we see on the, the U.S. Tour all year. So, um, you know, there's not a whole lot of hollering mashed potatoes and Baba Booey and stuff like that because you don't want to get your badge pulled. So um, I, I just think a lot of that kind of, it's always played into to Bubba's hands, and I think it works really well for a guy who's kind of got rabbit ears out there. And I, I think it also works well for a guy who's a little bit introverted and maybe not into that kind of party scene and playing in front of people uh, like Patrick Cantlay, and I think it really works for him. Interesting. All right, so what about a fade? A guy could underwhelm a little bit. Not necessarily that he might miss the cut, but just that he's going to underwhelm. Yeah, I think this is so important because I've been trying to break down the field already. And uh, not only do you have to go out and pick winners and pick guys who you really like, but I think it's just as important, if not more important, to uh, go through that process of elimination and find the guys that you don't like. It's almost like staying back in high school and trying to pick a prom date Instead of just picking the girl that you like, you got to pick out all the girls you don't like first and then try to whittle it down and find some candidates. So uh, I look at it very much the same way. I, I throw Sergio on that list. Uh, I know that obviously he's coming off a win last year, but um, with a little baby and other things on his mind right now, I think maybe it's not the most opportune time for him to go out and play a major championship. Um, I, I look at Dustin Johnson not playing in two years. Uh, Dustin's going to finish top ten. Almost any time he plays, but coming off uh, a couple of matches uh, where he lost in Austin uh, a couple of weeks ago, and then uh, having not played last year, I just don't know if he's got the value um, where if you're looking at his odds on a betting sheet where uh, you would pick him to win. But uh, my number one fate, I think, for this uh, this coming week is John Rahm. Um, he's a great talent. He'll win major championships. I think he'll play well at some point at Augusta. I just don't think it's going to be this year. Interesting. I love the calls there, and you're exactly right. Like, it's it's it is so much about also avoiding guys uh, as it is picking the right ones, especially in a field like this that's that's small. And there's so many guys at the top playing really well, uh, playing a flag somewhere. Uh, so those are some gutsy calls. I like those. I really like it. All right. So lastly, Jason, you got to give us your pick to win. Forgetting value, forgetting odds, forgetting all that. If you just have to pick the one guy who you think is going to win the Masters this year, who's it going to be? I love everything about Justin Rose going into next week. He ticks both boxes for me. He's a classic ball striker. He's putting much, much better so far this year. Uh, he's 
great course history. He's done everything but win that golf tournament. Maybe some say he should have won a year ago where uh, Sergio caught him on the back nine. Um, I, I love everything about him. The only thing I don't love about Justin Rose going into next week is the fact that everybody else loves him, too. He's become yeah, a trendy, right. popular pick where everybody that thinks they're going against the grain a little bit says, you know, I don't like Tiger. And I don't like DJ, yep. and I don't like Justin Thomas. I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Justin Rose. So I, I'm not saying I'm going out on a limb. I just really like him to win. And the only thing that scares me is that everybody else likes him, too. Yep, I'm um, I'm in the same boat. He's been getting a lot of love uh, from the people we talked to as well. So, good stuff, uh, good stuff, Jason. We appreciate it, man. And I uh, hope you have a wonderful Masters week. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for having me, and have a great week. All right, so there you have it. Our boy Jason Sobel, just just a just giving it to you, just giving giving you more than what you even asked for. But I thought it was interesting, Pat. Both gentlemen. Picked Patrick Cantlay as a sleeper. Now, you know, I, even even I believe Jason said he thinks he has top five upside. Not sure if he's going to win. I don't know if I'd bet him as an outright winner. But both picking Patrick Cantlay as a sleeper. Um, Jason Sobel adds Dylan Fratelli, the first timer. You know, uh, the Texan or, or went to went to University of Texas. He's not a Texan, but he went to University of Texas. I don't know that I'll do a lot of betting on him. You can take it take it for what it's worth in terms of DFS. Um, any comments on either one of those two guys, Cantlay or Fratelli? No, I think, you know, Fratelli, I don't know if he's he's a guy that I'm going to throw some bucks on, but I think Cantlay is certainly in play. I mean, you know, he's 80-1 to 1 on my bookie to win the tournament. Uh, I'm okay with that. I mean, you, you get long odds on a guy like that who's just been fantastic as, as a as a obviously a world-class player he could win any event that he's he's teeing it up in so you know throw a few shillings on patrick oh. and 81 <laughs> a few shekels yeah no, i i think i'm gonna avoid him in terms of betting I'm, i might throw him in a dfs lineup but i'm not i'm not gonna have him i'm betting. okay with him i'm okay if with you want to you know in a in a player pool maybe uh if you're doing like the pga tour yahoo game whatever that bull is you can do that um, all right, so and then in terms of fades, John Yarborough, God love him, but he kind of copped out on us a little bit with Wesley Bryan. Uh, that's kind of an easy fade. First timer, yeah, doesn't hit the ball a long way. I'm, yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah, that's that was but, easy. But but Sobel, Sobel again goes above and beyond. Fades Sergio Garcia, defending champ. Dustin Johnson didn't play last year because he air quotes slipped down the stairs, and then. John Rom, what do you think about those fades, man? Actually, I'm totally fine with the DJ and the Rom fades. I mean, both both of those guys don't exactly have the ball flight that we're looking for out here. We we've talked about this on DFS podcast, but when you look at it, it again, it's it's that right to left ball flight is the the best that you, that's what you want to look for out here. You look at these lefties like Bubba and Phil, and then on the righty side, a guy like uh, Jordan Spieth, who knows how to hit that draw just on command. It's more natural, though, for the lefties, and that's why they've, they've tended to do better here uh, at Augusta National. And, and both DJ and Rom have self-admitted that they are they they like playing that fade a little bit more. They're obviously bombers, so they're they're going to fit the key, the 
the stat category there, but that's not their natural shot is that right to left draw. That's that they, they are more fade players. It's easier to hit that. I mean, you know, you can you can hit a draw and absolutely snap hook it into the the freaking woods and it's it's just you're you're done. So I think that I don't mind those fades at all, especially from a gambling standpoint. There, there's no value in those two guys either. So I, I am uh, I'm there now. Garcia, I think I'm going to disagree with with old Sobel on that one. I, I think he he's probably just going off of that. You know, I don't. I'm going to fade last year's winner. Yeah, and I think that's I don't know about that. I would I would uh, I would throw some money on him. Uh, yeah, think- you and I, you and I both a little more interested in Garcia than uh, than Sobel. But I mean, you're right. On so- Sobel mentioned even with DJ, didn't play here last year. Obviously, didn't look great at the match play, which you know you take with a grain of salt. But um, I, we mentioned this on the DFS podcast, and I want to mention it again. I had a text yesterday with a PGA Tour caddy of 17, 15 plus years on the PGA Tour who will be caddying in this year's Masters and who has caddied in many Masters before, who shall remain nameless, and said the right-to-left ball flight is a thing. It is real. It does matter at Augusta National. And so you're right. That's one little thing against those two guys. And when you're talking about guys who are that you know, that short in the odds, it, it does matter. I mean, DJ's 10-1 to 1 on my bookie, John Rom's 20-1. to 1. <clears throat> So... And, you know, here's the deal. Let me, let me just say this, too. We probably should have prefaced this. If you're like me, you're kind of the everyday, the every man's better, right? I, I'm not, I'm not a, a traditional golf betting punt, right? I'm, I'm, that's not me. So I like betting the long stuff, the long odds. You know, Pat, you're going to pick on me for this, but, you know, I get a rush out of betting Danny Willett, you know, for, for 10 bucks in November, and then he hits at 150 to 1 at the Masters in 2016, which your boy did. So I enjoy hitting the long odds guys and kind of, so I tend to stay away from those guys anyway. That's just my profile as a better. But, you know, and we're not just talking about straight up outright bets, but that, that's just where I tend to go. So betting a guy like DJ at 10 to 1 is just not my style anyway. I'm not, I, I just don't do that. Um, so there you go. Now, they both picked Justin Rose to win, and man, Justin Rose just seems to be getting a ton of chatter, which will apply more in the DFS podcast. But if you're looking on my bookie, Justin Rose is 14 to 1. Personally, this is a name that I think if you didn't get him early, you probably just missed out. Like, I got him a couple, I got him a month ago. I've got some existing uh, outright bets that I'll go over tonight. I got him at 20 to 1, um, and now he's at 14 to 1. You know, again, it's just not that's that's the shortest odds player I have on my card. And I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I've got eight outright winners on my card that I've accumulated in the last five months. And he's the shortest one at twenty to one. So at fourteen to one, I'm just not gonna mess with him. Any thoughts on Justin Rose? No, get him at if you got him at twenty to one, I think that's incredible. I I just don't know if I'd play him at fourteen to one. Um he is you know, if you're going by sentiment and what, all the stuff we're hearing, you know, what the the touts and whatever else out there, the Justin Rose should be the the literally the favorite to win. Which yeah. you know, odds on he's not. 
but he should be as far as what what I'm hearing. And so I'm just I don't know. It's it's not something I want to. If I would have gotten him like you did at twenty to one, I would play him, but not where he is right now. All right, Pat, before we continue down the road to just betting and that kind of thing, I want to talk one and done. All right. So here we are, our first major of the year, you know, and and, hey, it's no secret. The Masters is not the largest purse of the year. It's obviously the most coveted major. You get the green jacket. You get a lifetime membership. Um, it's an amazing golf tournament, but it's not the biggest purse. So, in terms of you know who's you know being able to make the most money with your picks, this is probably in the top five. But I think it's probably four or five. I think the players is more. Some of the WGC events, maybe even more. Definitely the other majors. So you have that going for you. But come come major time in one and done, this is when you really are. You're thinking about spending. You know, spending one of your studs for the year on an event like this. And I do think that for me personally, I think that's what I'm going to do. I, um, well, and here, and here's the thing I have sucked. Uh, this is now the second year in a row. I, I have sucked. We have sucked. Yeah, we have both sucked. At I don't one even know why people like literally tweet us and email us ticked off because we didn't we forgot our one and done picks they want to know who not to pick and i'm like i guess that's what it is Uh, yeah because there's no reason you want to actually hear it we 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 actually we really suck at this so and and i don't know how much of it is i i haven't figured out like how much of a skill actually goes into this but um I am way behind in our one and done pool, like way behind in our one and done pool. So I have to make up some ground. Well, and to me, if you're and, and as are you, as are you, yeah. So if you're in a one and done, and here you are looking at the first major of the year, we just talked about Justin Rose. You know, okay, I'll be honest. If if you put a gun to my head and said who's going to win the Masters, my pick is Justin Rose. As was John Yarborough's, as was Jason Sobel's, as is a lot of people's. That would be my gun to my head pick is Justin Rose. However, in my current situation, in the one and done thing, I have got to consider the popularity of the pick because I need to make up a lot of ground. And and similarly to DFS, you do have to somewhat consider chalk. And how many people are going to be in on that guy? And I think Justin Rose is going to be a pretty popular pick in one-and-done pools. So if you are like me and Pat and find yourself in the bottom of the rankings, needing to move up, I do think you should get a little more creative in your pick being, you know... you need to make up some ground. So for that reason, I'm not going to pick Justin Rose, even though, even though, gun to my head, that's who I think is going to win. Do you agree or disagree? How do you feel going into your one-and-done selection for the Masters? I agree with that, and I think if you're just talking about Rose, but there could be a, a numer- numerous other players that you could throw in there as being like really popular. And But I'm still going to go with the stud this week. I think you just have to. I've been saving my play all year long for this, regardless of how he has played the entire year. So I'm going to play him anyway because I just think he's he can win this week. So, and that's the key. And obviously, this is a this is you know when you look at one and dones, almost 
well, the only ones I know of, they go off of uh, the, the the prize money in the in the field, and so this is going to be the biggest prize money that we've had all year. So, uh, you if you pick the winner, you know what, and not and maybe maybe it happens to be a guy that somebody has already picked, or or several of the field has already picked, and um, you know you gain an edge that way. I don't know, but I'm I'm just going to stick to my guns. This is the guy for me that I like. When here's the thing. When you looked at your your one and done, like just the field for the year, didn't you have an idea of some guys that you were going to play for certain tournaments? Yeah, I mean, uh, more so for the Masters, for the and, majors at least, and, and the Open Championship. Like I think about certain guys for the Open Championship. Yeah, for, the PGA is a little bit different. I agree. PGA, the Open, and the Masters yeah. are the two guys that you, the two yeah. tournaments that you I really. Agree. But and, but I I've had to get off my spot a little bit for the Masters because I'm so far behind. Well, I'm so, sticking with the guy that I'm. All right, who's your guy? So my guy's going to be Jordan Spieth. Yeah, yeah, I've waited all year long to play him. I, I I tagged him at the beginning of the year as the guy that I wanted to play as my one and done, and I'm going to do it. And I I like him across the board. We talked about him in DFS, and I'm sticking to my guns. And Jordan Spieth will be my one and done this week. Well, I think your pick will be slightly more popular in most one and done pools than my pick, but I'm I'm going to stick with a stud. I mean, obviously you want to pick somebody who you believe can win the thing. Um I'm going to and I think you're going to like this pick cuz I know you like him in DFS. I'm going to go with Jason Day. I mm. I think if you look at Jason Day's track record at Augusta, um you know, top 10 was his last top 10 was in 2016, but he finished third in 2013. Great course for him. We've seen him in good form. Bomber um, can hit it right to left. Uh, you know, I think if there's if there's a major where Jason Day doesn't find a reason to withdraw or just give up because he has the sniffles, it is the Masters. I think I think there is not a major he would rather win than the, than the Masters. So. Um, I feel I feel like the risk is is eliminated a little bit for that reason. In any other tournament of the year for Jason Day, and I just worry about the withdrawal or the or the wincing or the shoulder or the rib or the back or the sinus infection or the migraine or the whatever vertigo or whatever's going on. <laughs> so the Masters, I feel the safest with Jason Day. So that's my one and done. There you go. Um. All right, Pat. Let's talk. Let's talk outright winners. Okay. Let's 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 look at my bookie now. Now let me. I'm gonna I'm gonna read you some stuff I got. All right. So these are the picks I have currently. I told you I mentioned I have eight picks already made. Outright winners already made that I made. I've made in the last five or six months. And listen, this this may be this advice may be a day late and a dollar short for this year. But here's my advice. Leading up to the Masters, especially. I think in November, December, you need to start considering putting your money down on Masters odds because they're they're usually out by that point. And I just think that's when you can really catch some guys on the front end of a heater or the front end of a comeback before the odds get shorter. Bubba? And Bubba's one. Sorry. You know, like I mentioned, Danny Willett, who I caught in 2016, same thing. I mean, if you're watching golf, and that's a key, right? We talk about this all the time. Like, you actually need to watch golf. But if you're watching golf and you watch a guy's game, you can see it kind of kind of getting there, right? 
Now, should you consider guys who have played in the Masters before? Absolutely, you know. Um, but I've made some picks uh, over the last couple months. Uh, let me let me tell you who I got here, Pat. I'm pretty excited about about this card right now. My long. I'll start from the longest. I got Jimmy Walker at 175. Let's see, 175 to one. I got a, a little old Jimmy Walker. He's still 175 to one. So you can get him on my bookie right now at 175 to one. Bomber, never missed a cut at Augusta. A couple top 25s at Augusta. You know, obviously Lyme disease has held him back, but I like it. 175 to one. I like it. Next one I got is Brennan Steele at 150 to one, who you can also get on my bookie at 150 to one right now. Another bomber has just played okay at Augusta, but you know um, he can do it. He's a bomber. He's got the got the the, the long iron play. I like that. Um, Gary Woodland, I got at, shortly after he won at 135 to one. He's currently 100. Uh, I'm sorry. He's, he's currently 125 to one on my book. You can get Gary Woodland, another bomber. Not a great track record at Augusta, but we do know that he's worked with Butch Harmon, and we do know he's he's worked with his his short game and his putting in the off season. That's gotten much better, which has led to the win. And I think that's really what's held him back at Augusta. The putting has just been awful. Um, so there you go. Another one, and this one I'm really excited about. I got Louis Oosthuizen a couple months ago. 75 to 1, I got Louis. He's currently 55 to 1 on my bookie. Okay, Love Louis here. Played well here in the past. Been in, been in contention before. Um, hasn't missed cuts, definitely hits the ball long enough. Love me some Louie. Um, let's see. Now this one, this one I probably, this one I probably whiffed on. Here's, here's a bad example. Currently on my bookie, you can get Charlie Hoffman at a hundred to one who last year was your first round leader. Okay. Shot like a 65 round one. You can get him at a hundred to one on my bookie. I got him at 60 to one a couple months ago. I'm not really happy about that one. Mm. Yeah, I know. That's that one's kind of that was kind of gross. Um here's here's another one I kind of like. Mark Leishman, 55 to 1. Aussie, been in contention. Hits it long enough. Um he's still 55 to 1 on my bookie. So I kind of like Leishman there. And then the one I'm probably the most proud of is Bubba. I, and we actually tweeted this. So this is why you should follow us at tour underscore junkies. We tweeted this when when Bubba was kind of starting to come around, got rid of that stupid Volvic ball. I got him at 50 to one. And I think I tweeted. I did tweet this. He was still 50 to one. He is currently at 18 to one on my bookie. And I got him at 50 to one. That's a good example of like paying attention and following along to make sure you get these guys early. And then the last one I already mentioned was Justin Rose at 20 to 1. So those are some guys already on my card. Pat, what about you and anybody else you're kind of eyeing um, for now? Wow. So you mentioned Bubba. I actually got him at 55 to 1. So oh, somehow I, 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 <clears throat> I, I one-upped you there because I got him at 55 to 1 on my bookie when I put him in. So, uh, you know, gained a little bit on you there. Um, the only other right now, if we're talking just bets that I already have in, is Louis Oosthuizen at fifty-five to one, and that's where he's still sitting. So, if you want some value right now, I think it's he's still sitting where he, you know, in yeah. incredible value. I mean, that's that's 
great to me. Now, I have a lot of other plays. Now, if you're just talking about the guys that we have submitted already, then that's it. But I have other plays. No, yeah, win. give me your other plays for outright winners. So, well, let's let's start with the shortest odds. So I mentioned Bubba. Look, he's eighteen to one on my bookie, but he's fifteen to one on sportsbook. So you've got a little bit of an edge there if you want a guy that's like you know a little bit tighter price. You know, one of the favorites. You're going to get definitely a better price on my bookie. Also. Alex Noren at forty-five to one on my I like bookie. That. I think I like that's that. a great play. He's forty to one on sportsbook, so you're getting a little bit better value there on Noren. Two other guys that I absolutely love. One we've talked about on the DFS show, and that's Jimmy Walker. He's a hundred and seventy-five to one on my bookie, but one fifty to one on sportsbook. Ooh, so yeah. that's a like big, that. big difference there. So I think Jimmy Walker. Uh, you know, worth a play. I mean, you're not. We're not talking big money here. Just throw some small dollars on these guys. We we like Walker to. I mean, he's he's got a great course history here. I think he can. He plays this. You know, this course well, obviously. So that's a good bet. And then you look at Rafa Cabrera Bello, a guy. I know he's coming off a missed cut, but he's ninety to one on my bookie and eighty to one on sportsbook. So you're getting another good a guy that's just a solid player. He's played great all year long. I think he learned a lot last year in his his. You know, I think it was his first appearance last year, first or second appearance at the Masters. So second appearance last year, he finished yeah. tied for seventeenth in twenty sixteen. Yeah, and then miss. I think he missed a cut last year, but still, I think ninety to one on my bookie. I do love some Rafa Cabrera Bello. So there you go. Those those are my my favorite plays just from an odd standpoint in the to win category. Now, obviously, there's a few bets out there that you know are, aren't available just yet. There's going to be live betting stuff that you can take advantage of. Head-to-heads are something we really like. The head-to-head tournament matchups, I think there's edge to be gained there on a lot of books. And I know my bookie is going to release those sometime on Tuesday. Um, so be on the lookout for those, the head-to-head matchups, the tournament matchups. Um, you know, you you want to you want to take advantage of those. Those are good ones. Maybe we'll try to tweet out some of that. I'm not making any promises, but we'll try to tweet out some of those. The other is first round leader. Here's the deal: Wednesday looks like a 90 percent chance of a lot of rain. I think Thursday is going to have soft course conditions. We did mention in the DFS podcast, the Gus National has sub air systems all under the greens. And they have some under the fairways, and they have pretty good drainage. But I do think the fairways will be a little wet on Thursday, which leans to the bomber's advantage, if you ask me. Uh, But the other thing to look at is the temperature. The ball's going to fly further the warmer it is. Um, So I, I, you know, and, and wind really doesn't appear to be a factor on Thursday, nor does rain. So if you're looking at first-round leader, I think you look at the later tee times. Uh, when they tee off on Thursday morning, right now the temperature is, is expected to be in the high 40s and 50s, low 50s. So it's going to be a chilly morning. Ball's not going to fly as far. Gre- grass is going to be wet. Your short hitters are going to have a tough time. Um, 
you know, if you got guys like Pat or Francesco Molinari who can like <laughs> literally hear the ball land, they don't hit it as that far. Like they're going to have a tough time. So it's going to it's going to get up to the to the high 60s. Like it'll be 67 by three o'clock. Now there's only 80 something players in this field, so the, there's not going to be a huge gap in tee times. But I do think you lean bombers scores and later tee times when it comes to first-round leaders. So by the time those first-round leader or, or those tee times are announced, that's where I think you need to look and, uh, and check out my bookie for those, for those times. Anything else there, Pat, um, in terms of betting, um, head-to-heads, or first-round leader, anything else like that before we get into maybe some alternate format thoughts? And then I want to end with some Tiger prop bets. No, I think you've covered it. I mean, I'm very interested where my bookie's going to come out with some of their first round leader bets. Um, we've seen, you know, some numbers on some of these other guys, but I know that tee times are going to be huge as far as where you're going to go there. So we'll see what happens. All right, so let's talk about some alternate format stuff. I mean, you know, we've had a number of you guys tweet us, and, and we do some pool play stuff where you have like an ABC column. Um, and you have to pick a certain number of players, or you know, there's Calcutta's where it's basically an auction format. There, there's a lot of different style, um, you know, pools out there for Masters. In terms of a Calcutta, I think with this year being so wide open, my in fact, Pat, funny story. So my mom does a Calcutta every year. She goes oh, wow. to this, this big time. Yeah, yeah. Molly B. Molly B. does a Calcutta every year. It's put on by one of these members at Augusta Country Club. She goes. It's this big thing. And every year she calls me in the middle of Calcutta, and I give her some picks. And and this year especially, I said, Mom, you know, spread it out. There, there's a lot of names up there that can win this thing. It is a wide-open event. Don't blow your wad on Tiger, on Phil, on these popular names that are going to be popular, right? Get more of guys like Hideki and and Rose, who I think in a Calcutta could go a little bit undervalued. Paul Casey, um, you know, have a have a handful of those guys rather than spinning up, you know, on on Spieth or Phil or Bubba or Tiger, some of the more popular names. Any other thoughts there in terms of a Calcutta? And what do you think, too, about these these column pools and stuff like that? I know you're in a number of those. Well, I think with the Calcuttas, I think you're right. I mean, for me, if I'm gonna if I'm in a Calcutta, which is basically an auction draft, I mean, these the if if you've ever been in a Calcutta, here's what it is. You go in, they they now some people may pull like Tiger in with some other players or whatever it is, but it's, it is basically an auction. And the most popular guys like Tiger, Justin, um, you know, DJ, Rory, all those guys are going to go for just way too much money. So you've got to find the value in the cheaper priced auction players. So you look at a guy like Sergio. He's probably going to be a little bit lower owned this year because everybody's going to fade him for the same reasons we're fading him and maybe DFS or gambling purposes. So, 
you know, a guy like that, a guy like uh, Paul Casey you mentioned, I, I think could be a good play for a Calcutta. Louis Oosthuizen, another guy that could be a great Calcutta play. You want to find these guys that are going to be valued plays that aren't going to be bid up a ton when you're looking at Calcutta because that's just that's just that's that's where you're going to want to go. You want to spend the most bang for your buck because. Rory, Tiger, all those guys are going to cost way too much money, and then they could end up, you know, giving you zero return or very little return. So for me, I'm going to be playing those guys that I think are just going to be um, lower owned. The guys that are going to be cheaper priced. I'm fine with that when you when you're looking at a Calcutta. I'm fine with just playing, you know, spending my money on guys that that could hit and give me the maximum return. Looking at pools. So, David, I am in a pretty high-dollar Masters pool. It's got three columns, A, B, and C. You can pick three picks out of A, five picks out of B, and three picks out of C. And, you know, the entry runs about seven or $800. So I, I was going to go through my... My picks here. Okay. I don't know. Do you think... I, how, yeah. how, how do you, okay, all right. So here's what we're going to do. So in the A's... I went with Jordan Spieth. He's my highest A. I went with Ricky Fowler. And then I went with... Oh, wait, wait. Sorry. I went with Jason Day, Spieth, and Ricky Fowler. So those are my three right there. Now, there's a a price range, so you can't go above $440 in that range, which I I did not do. So I like that. So my B's are Xander Schauffele. What do you think mm-hmm. about that? Mm-hmm. Not a big fan? Uh, it's okay. Rafa Cabrera-Bello. Jimmy Walker. Pat Perez. And Patrick Cantlay. There's a lot of first timers in there. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you got you got to give me the how's the scoring work on this? Is it is it like cumulative score for? How's that? So work? here's the thing: you we're the max. I'm gonna have eleven players. They take your best five. You can here's you can win day money. So they take your best best five day uh, players for the day, and then at the end you can win the overall money. So there's there's a couple ways. You, there's well several ways you can win money. You can win the day money having the best five out of eleven players uh, for the day, and then for the overall. I know, so you, are, are they taking like cumulative score? Like cumulative best- score. Nothing. There's no other. It's not birdies. Anything. It's cumulative score. So they're your best five for the day. All right. Tell me column B again. Column B is. Xander Schauffele, um, Rafa Cabrera-Bella, Jimmy Walker, and Cantley. Cantley. I think that's it. Was that? I, I, I feel. I feel like B seems risky, but I don't know who else is in B. I, I think. I think you got two first timers, a Lyme disease guy, and a guy that just missed a cut. <laughs> well, some of the. Some of the some of the pop, we we had Charlie Hoffman in our, in our in our lineup, but we decided to go against him. See, I prefer Hoffman in there. I'd We're going Hoffman. all or none. We want winners, and okay. he's not going to win this tournament. Well, yeah, but you got two first timers in there and Lyme disease guy. Like I, I mean, I 
I think Hoffman's a better chance than all th- than three. Oh, of those you know guys. what? We have had one in here. He's another one. Ah, uh, see, I don't like that either. I like Hoffman better than just about everybody you've mentioned. Okay. Well, uh, you know what? Hoffman was a play of mine, and I got vetoed by everybody. You got vetoed out. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, in pool play, I mean, if you're in a pool, you still have to think about ownership a little bit. It's similar to DFS. You know, you you got to think about gaining an edge on some of the fo- – that's where I like the day pick. I, I, I just feel like in general, day is getting overlooked. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's thinking about Rory and Phil and Tiger and Bubba and, of course, DJ and Spieth's now playing good and Rose and, like – Day's just kind of down there, so I think Day is is kind of your overlooked stud of the week in just about any format. Now he he may just come out and just suck, but I just think if you want some leverage, I feel like I'm going to have a really good week if Jason Day wins because I feel like there's leverage to be had in those pools in DFS and other you know one and done. So yeah, I, I like that pick. But B, I feel like you're getting a little cute there in column B. Yeah, yeah, but anyway, C column sucks. I like, I don't even know how to deal with C column. I mean, every, you know, once you, you literally the entire it's like DFS. The half of the C column just the, all the old guys. Yeah, yeah. So here's what I've gone with. I'm gone with Cam Smith, um, Johnny Vegas, and Chaz Reavy. Those are my Ugh. three. Can you get rid of Chaz? What's your alternative to Chaz? Okay, here we go. Uh, I, I don't mind the Cam Smith play. I kind of like Cam Smith in the pool play. I, I'll name. I could go Sharma. Mm, nope. Wesley Bryan. Austin mm. Cook. Nope. Billy Horschel. Mm. Harry Potter. I mean, sorry, Ted Potter. <laughs> um, Yusuko M- nope. Miyazato. Nope. Satoshi Kadara. Yikes. Uh-huh. Vegas, who I already said I liked. Fred Couples, who's been hurt, hurt longer. Singh, Cabrera, Immelman, Fratelli, Chez Reeve, and then it's Harry Ellis, Doug Gimp. All right. Gimp. All right. I, 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 think I'd rather, I think I'd rather go Wesley Bryan or Billy Horschel over Chez. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I mean, even Wesley Bryan hits the ball farther than Chez. And Chez has just fallen. <laughs> I think we've seen peak Chez. I think we saw peak Chez right around waste management time. And he's just kind of fallen off since then. I like him. Love the old Chesticle. But I think we've seen peak Chez. So, there you go. Um, <clears throat> all right, Pat. Let's wrap this up. I want to talk some Tiger props. There's, a lot, there's some good Tiger props. Over on mybookie.ag. And I think there's like 20-something of them. And I, I want to give you a couple of the ones I like. Okay. At 12 to 1. Misses his first tee shot. <laughs> I, if he pulls driver... So it's a it's a big if. This is like a it's like a three, four, five dollar bet here. And it's one of those that like if you hit it, you if you hit it, you're like, oh yeah, now I got more to play with, right? And if you lose what do you it, mean he misses his first who cares? I think he miss I think if he pulls driver, if he pulls the old twist face, it's the first masters in a couple years. 
He's been playing well. He's getting talked up. The pressure's on. He was the betting favorite until like a week ago. I think if he pulls driver, the old twist face snap hooks into the pine straw or the rough or the fairway on nine. That's what I think. So I like the bet at 12 to 1 on my bookie. And, and again, like I just think you throw three or four bucks on it, and now you've got a little bit to play with for the rest of the week. It's an early, it's an early Thursday bet, more than, you know, of, of noon on Thursday bet. It's just fun. You, you, don't, you don't think that hit? If he hits three wood, then I think he probably hits the fairway. So if he pulls three wood, then you just cross your fingers, close your eyes, and see what happens. But he's got to hit the fairway. If, he, if he's in the rough, you win. You know what I mean? Uh, dude, it's a fantastic bet. At oh, one, okay. But here's the thing. You've got it all wrong. It's not 12 to 1. It's plus 120. So it's like basically 1.2 to 1. Huh? Yeah, that's not a 12 to 1 bet. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, look what at it again. At? Look at oh, it again. Sh- not a 12 to oh, 1 yeah. bet. Forget that. If bet. that was a 12 to 1 bet, it'd be the best. I would oh, take it, it all freaking See, I'm day a, long. I'm a, few, I'm a few podcast juices in here. I can tell you are, and so am I. Oof. But you know, but you know what? Here's the thing though. Actually, this is I'm gonna back you up though. I think it's a good play. If you want to play some some high dollar amounts on this, yeah, that's a terrible I would actually bet. I would play no. it. No, on a high dollar bet, I would play it because oh, I think he's man. gonna miss the fairway. I, I think he's gonna miss up. a fairway, so there you go. Anyway, well, so I, messed, yeah. I messed that up. All right, so what 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 bet do you like on the tiger prop? So on the tiger prop, well, I actually think that's not a bad bet. What you just threw out there? No, it's not enough return. I I just misread it. Anyway, well, here's what I do like. Um, I think that a bogey free round at plus 600, so six to one, I think is totally in play for him. Really? Yeah, this is a course. That is not one I saw. No, I I like it because this is a course where he's obviously comfortable on. I think he could he could do that. Um, So I do like the bogey free round. First round leader at fifteen to one, I don't like on my no. bookie. I just don't think that's going to happen at all. Um, shoot all four rounds in the sixties. Yeah, I was just looking at that. Two to one. I was just looking at that. Could very much happen. He may. This here's the thing. He may not even win. He may. He won't win the tournament. But the fact that he could fi- finish all four rounds in the 60s, that is totally doable with the way he could finish on these par fives. I think that is an, an incredible value at 22 to 1. Yep, and that's the last one I was looking at. I like that. That's, that's good stuff. Any other bets from you, Pat? Anything else? Um, We're going to be making some bets on the golf course on Friday. I got a feeling for that. So there's a couple bets on other sites that I've seen that I do like. And one of them is, or two of them are the top Euro finishers. One is Tommy Fleetwood at 11 to one. I think that's a great bet. And also Rafa Cabrera Bello at 20 to one. I think that is another good bet. You like some Bello. Yeah. 20 to one and 11 to one on those two guys. I'll take it all 
freaking day long. Well, don't forget to sign up for your MyBookie account. You get a 50% bonus on your deposit back when you uh, when you sign up for MyBookie under the Tour Junkies promo code. Promo code is Tour Junkies, all lowercase, all one word. Here's the deal. I mean, you and I have both played on Tour Junkies for a while now. We've both cashed out. We've both seen how quickly they pay out. It's within 48 hours they pay out, and it's legit. I mean, it 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 works. It's good. The customer service is next level. You have an issue, you chat in. We've had listeners who've had questions or needed odds or something. You know, my bookie will work with you. They've been unbelievably responsive to us. They've they've just done well for us. So uh, we encourage you guys to get on there. We appreciate it. Um, so you want to go to mybookie.ag and check that out for show. And if you click on the link in the article on tourjunkies.com, it will take you straight to it. And I think it pre-fills the promo code. So there you go. Promo code tourjunkies, all lowercase, all one word. Don't forget to check out the DFS podcast if you have not already. Even if you don't even play DFS, the insight that we give, as well as our three guest pickers, including a couple tour caddies, give you on that podcast will help you in your betting or one and done or whatever it is you're doing you'll want to check that out don't forget the article on tourjunkies.com and the chalk bomb pat the master's content for 2018 in terms of podcasts is now over do you have anything else that you need to get off your chest before we uh we get this over with i got nothing man it's been a marathon but i love it i cannot wait Masters Week 2018. Just incredible. This is going to be so much fun. I love it. Wide open, man. Wide open. We are going to have a fantastic week. I'm excited about it. Thanks to everybody for downloading. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave us an iTunes review. Go follow us on Twitter at Tour underscore Junkies. We tweet out a bunch of content all week long, every week about the PJ Tour. And follow us on Instagram, too, at tour underscore junkies. All right, Pat, enjoyed it, buddy. It's been a good couple of shows. Now it's time to just see what happens, and let's, uh, let's, make, let's, let's make it a great week. It's a tradition unlike any other. May your screens be green, and may your bets be awesome. See ya! Oh! Till the tears run down from my eyes, Lord, somebody... Ooh, somebody, can anybody find me somebody to love? Alexa, play hits from Queen. Okay. Somebody to love. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. It's maybe the night that my dreams might let me know All the stars are closer, all the stars are closer Tell me what you gonna do to me Confrontation ain't nothing new to me You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue But you can't bring the truth to me Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and SZA Okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need Get tens of millions of songs Download the Amazon Music app today